0: What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll take a look at the NHL Draft Lottery and see why everyone's been so worked up the last couple of days. Let's get into it. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to SportsBet MVP, one of the best online sports books, sportsbetmvp.ag. Every single game, every single day, and they'll have good bets within those games, too. Check them out online. And also, uh, tonight I was looking for the Costa Rica League finalist tonight. Huge game between Saprissa and uh, Alajuense. I couldn't find that bet anywhere. I've been looking forward to this game for a week. It has massive implications for the CONCACAF uh, uh, Champions League. Very, very big game between two of the best teams in Costa Rica. I mean, this is really good soccer. I couldn't find the bet anywhere. But they've got it at sportsbetmvp.ag. Check them out online. All right. So on today's show, we'll talk about the NHL draft lottery, how for the last 25 years, it has been crushing souls across the NHL pretty consistently. Uh, but I did want to start off on today's show talking about uh, the cancel culture that's going on. If you spent any time on, on uh, Twitter this morning or Facebook or social media, you'll see everyone's coming after uh, a media outlet called Barstool Sports. And I just want to say, I just have a couple thoughts on this. First of all, I like media outlets that aren't afraid to speak their mind. I I, I hate when media outlets give in to what's going on in today's cancel culture. And for those who don't know, the cancel culture is what's happening today is people are going back and finding, you know, radio segments or TV clips of people saying things that don't agree with the 2020 narrative of, you know, or, you know, uh, races don't exist, bullying doesn't exist, racism doesn't happen. And by the way, folks, I don't have a racist bone in my body. You know, I like to think I'm a very accepting, very kind person. I, I, I'm, I'm nice to everyone I meet. You know, there, there, there's none of that that exists in my life. But to pretend that racism is going to be eradicated is completely ridiculous, right? It's like the South Park. You're going to stop bullying? You know, it, it's, it's, to me, if someone doesn't agree with me in life, that's actually a beautiful thing. That's what's great about life. That's what's great about living in the country we live in. People can have their own opinions. People can disagree on certain things. And at the end of the day, have a conversation about it. And what I do when I disagree with someone is either, let's say there's someone I work with, we're doing a show, whatever. We'll talk about it. We'll have a nice conversation. And it is what it is. If there's someone on TV or YouTube or social media who says something that I don't, that I don't agree with, I don't watch them anymore. I don't. Try and ruin their lives and take their careers down. And that's what cancel culture is all about. If someone ever in their life said something that may have been construed as maybe a little bit crossing the line for whatever reason, man, cancel culture is going to jump down your throat and make sure you don't have a life, you don't have a job. They want to ruin everything that you're for, that you're about, simply because they don't agree with what you said. Or it may be construed as racist, bigot, sexist, whatever. And again, this is not defending racism. I hate any any shades of racism. But if I see someone being racist, don't talk to them. Don't, don't let shitty people make you shitty. Just walk the other way. You know that in life, the law of numbers, right? We talk a lot about stats and numbers and statistics on this show. In the law of averages, if you're at a football game and you're there with 60,000 other people, there's going to be a couple bad apples. There's going to be a couple racist people in the crowd. I hate to bring up the what everyone seemingly doesn't even understand today, I hate to bring that out and really shock y'all, but there's going to be one or two racist people, or maybe a couple more, at a football stadium. Does that mean we have to seek them out and ruin their lives? No. That means if you meet someone like that, don't talk to them. Don't associate with them. That's That's how I live my life, right? You, we, we, you don't try and bring them down simply because they have a different viewpoint than you do. Well, Tyler, their viewpoint's bad. It's racist. so oh, we have to cut that off? No. If someone wants to be racist, fine. Let them. Just, I, I don't want to deal with them. I don't, want, I don't want to be friends with anyone who's racist. I don't want to be friends with anyone who's going to be a bigot. But that doesn't mean we try and take everyone down in the world who simply doesn't agree with us. Now, this is all coming from, uh, again, if you guys follow Barstool Sports, uh, the president, Dave Portnoy, was doing a a show, I believe it was a couple years ago, talking about Colin Kaepernick and why he was kneeling. And (laughs) look, if you have a problem with it, great. That's, you know, I don't even care if someone says, hey, Barstool said this. I'm not following anymore. Good. But when you try and actively defame, take them down. I mean, I have read tweet after tweet, let's bring them down. It's like the mob gets angry and here they come. Why? Someone said something that may have offended them. But, but they're racist. Yeah. Congratulations. This, we, we, we live on planet earth. So, you know, I I just think it's complete bullshit. And people like Jamel Hill, Who works for ESPN? Of course, she works for ESPN. You know, people like that are making this all worse. And to give you guys some context, Jamel Hill, uh, you can look her up online if you don't know who she is. Uh, She's one of the people leading the charge against Barstool Sports. I mean, completely, you know, she's bringing the hate, completely leading this whole angry mob. But if you go back on Jamel Hill's timeline, back to 2009, you'll see that she has a tweet about transsexual people. Making fun, essentially, laughing at transsexual people. So, how does this unfold? People who are now on the other side, they bring that tweet up in 2009 because Jamel Hill's all over the Twitter this morning. She's all Barstool, look at what Barstool said. And then someone says, well, Jamel, look what you said back in 2009. Now you're on the Angry Brigade. And so, Jamel Hill proceeds to do the whole thing where one tweet isn't enough because it's such a long explanation. So, she thumbs out a four page or four whatever, four Twitter tweet, whatever, four page tweet about why her tweet in 2009 was okay and what she really meant behind it. So she gets to put context behind this tweet from 2009 and she gets to defend herself and explain, and everyone's coming to her rescue. Hey, she's allowed to change. She's made changes. That's what's good in life. But then at the same time, she, along with everyone else who's defending her, jumps on Barstool Sports and jumps on everyone else who made one mistake several years ago and they don't have a chance to defend themselves. So this is my problem. It's all so goddamn hypocritical. And this entire cancel culture we live in, I don't agree with it one bit. So if I say something that hurts your feelings and you don't want to listen and you want to bring it up, up, be my guest. Because you know what? You'd probably be helping the show at this point. If you want to talk about how the sharp angle podcast, they don't agree with cancel culture. Good. And if you're someone who's trying to get everyone else canceled because they don't agree with what you think, I don't want you listening to my show either. And those are my simple thoughts about it. Yeah, I love having my own show sometimes. So, all right, let's get on to the NHL draft lottery. A lot of people are upset with it, and this has been. Uh, when did the lottery take place? It was Friday evening. So a couple of days now, we've had to uh, kind of digest this. And the NHL draft lottery has not been ideal. You go back and look the last 25 years since the rules have been put in, where the bottom 14 teams are—they uh, participate in the lottery. Again, this has been going on since 1995, and it's really to prevent uh, tanking. Tanking was a big issue in hockey. It isn't today. We don't talk about the NHL being a big deal for tanking as much, at least as some of the other sports, but it was a big problem. And so they decided back in 1995, okay, if you don't make the playoffs, the bottom 14 teams, they're going to be in the lottery. In the NHL, I will say it's one of the wildest draft lotteries in all of sports because it gives teams 2 through 14 a much better chance to get the one seed than in other sports. Now, the one seed in the—well— The worst team in the NHL has an 18.5% chance to get the number one overall pick. That's about 22, 25% in other sports. So we're talking like a 7, uh, 8% difference in the worst team to get the best pick. So in hockey, it is certainly anyone's game once you're around their bottom five, bottom six. In 25 years, including this year, because they already kind of, they have the results. So in 25 years, including this season, the worst team has only got the one pick, the first overall pick, eight times. That's eight out of 25 times. That's 32%. The worst team is getting the best pick. Four times, the second worst team has gotten the best pick. That means 13 out of 25 times, the teams who finished third or worst in the NHL got the number one overall pick. I think this is actually a good thing. It prevents tanking at the end of the year, and it kind of mixes it up every season for the teams in, in the bottom of the, of the draft. And this is actually a very big deal because if you go back and look, the one overall seed that's taken in the NFL draft is usually a very good player. I'll go back and read to you the last uh, couple guys taken number one overall. Jack Hughes... Rasmus Dahlien, Nico Heeshire, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Aaron Ekblad, Nathan McKinnon. You're noticing a theme here. I mean, these are like all world players. It's really tough to miss with the number one overall uh, pick in the, in the NHL draft. So you can see why some teams want to tank, want to get that overall, that that, that player. Remember back in 2015, I mean, There wasn't a worse team in the history of the NHL than the Buffalo Sabres. They were tanking. They didn't care who knew. It was obvious. They were putting the the, the, the managers, the towel boys out there playing. Every good goalie they got, they'd ship them off. Why? Oh, we got to get that one seed. We got to get Connor McDavid. What ended up happening? Oh, yeah. Edmonton slides on up. They get Connor McDavid, and Buffalo is still Buffalo today, six years later. So that number one overall seed is coveted. And this year, uh, Alexi Lafrenia, again, Alexi Lafrenia is for sure going to be the number one overall pick. He's lethal. He's going to get in immediately and start scoring. He's very, very good. So it's understandable why some teams and some fan bases are not happy with the way that things have gone in the uh, draft this year, at least the lottery this year. So the worst team last year in the NHL, the Detroit... Red Wings, and for those who know, I am. uh, I do the show in Denver, Colorado. I'm an Avs fan. Red Wings suck, right? Yeah, this was a good thing for uh, Avs fans. The Red Wings went from number one to number four overall in the draft lottery. And to go over that rule, teams cannot move more than three spaces from their finishing spot. Okay, so even if what happens this year happens. And an unlikely team gets the number one overall seed. We'll talk about that. Or the number one overall pick. Since Detroit finished number uh, 31, the very worst team in the NHL last year, they can't go any lower than fourth overall. And they are fourth overall. (laughs) So the winner of the lottery this year was actually one of the teams that's still in the playoffs. So Since everything weird is happening this year with the coronavirus, what they did was they, they let the NHL uh, draft lottery go on as it would, but there were placement teams, right? Or placeholder teams. And these placeholder teams were established by teams that were still in the playoffs that were going to eventually lose the qualifying series that's going to take place in a couple weeks. So what happened is one of these teams got the number one overall pick. So effectively, the worst team to lose the first round of these playoffs will now be gifted with the number one overall pick. How is this different than other years? In other years, teams are unaware of what it will mean to make the playoffs or to fight for, for, for these final spots because they don't know who the first overall pick is going to be. The draft lottery happens after the regular season ends in the, in, in the, in the regular season or when everything's normal. This year, There's an exception because everything's pushed back. There was a pause in the season. And now, unlike any other year, these teams are aware that if they are not very good and they lose, like, let's say right now, and I I, I should have this. Let's pull it up real quick. Okay. So, right now, the worst teams in, uh, in both conferences... Uh, Montreal is the number 12 overall seed in the West, or excuse me, in the East, and Chicago is the number 12 in the West. So if Chicago or Montreal loses in the first round, they pretty much know that pick is theirs. Do you want to bet with Montreal or Chicago knowing that they're heavy underdogs in the first place? Montreal's taken on Pittsburgh, Chicago's taken on Edmonton? No. So this throws off the entire playoffs because we know that the worst seed who loses the first round is going to get the number one overall pick and pretty much have a uh, free shot at Alexi Lafrenia. And if that happens to be a team like, you know, the Blackhawks, that's fine. If it happens to be Montreal, okay. But if for some reason it's maybe the Winnipeg Jets, who's already stacked, already so loaded, I mean, that would be crazy if, 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 uh, if, uh, Nashville happens to get a guy like that, right? I mean, this changes everything. And by the way, the placeholder team, Team E, only had a 2.5% chance to jump into the top. So I know it's been a weird 2020 with everything that's gone on so far, and this lottery certainly just adds to that craziness. But we know that the top overall pick next year still will be playing hockey when we get things going here in a few weeks. And just to focus again on uh, Alexi Lefrenia, He is 18 years old. He plays in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, In 14 games last year, he had 35 points, 11 goals, and 24 assists. He has 10 multi-point games, including 5, with at least 4 points. And he had a season-high 5 points and a 9-2 win on October 20th. This guy is the next big thing, right? And in the NHL, I mean, this is so different than other sports because you can really project these guys into the NHL, and that's what I love is when I take stats, now if they're coming from college, that's one thing, but if you take stats from other leagues or comparable leagues or even the uh, QMJHL, you can have a decent idea with about a 10 to 15% margin of error with with a lot of stats, how good these guys are going to be in any upcoming season. So look, is the NHL draft lottery perfect? No, of course not. But do I think it does a good enough job getting teams not to tank and making it fun this time of the year? Absolutely. I mean, do we talk about the lottery for any other sport this much? Maybe the NBA. I love the NBA draft lottery, but you don't get the drama you do here. So that's what's been going on the last couple days. Numbers 2 through 14 have been established. We still don't know the number one overall team. Well, I should say, what is it, 2 through whatever, the teams who are left. Because there's a couple of spots that need to be filled uh, from the teams who lose in the uh, play-in games. But... Yeah, number one overall seed, still going to be one of these better teams in the NHL. All right, that does it for today's show. Good luck the rest of today, especially if you got money on that Costa Rica final tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.